Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Rick and Joni Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Jill Cruz, ready to answer your medical questions. Dr. Cruz's specialty is family medicine. She works with the Brookings Health System and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Cruz. Good morning. Always fun to be on the show. Yes, happy to have you here. And joining us today in the studio as well is Lisa Rasmussen. Lisa is the volunteer coordinator at Brookings Health System. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's happy to have you. Lisa, tell us about yourself. Well, uh, we have been recently moved back about six years now, and I started at Brookings Health System shortly after that, got the gift shop up and running, and now I'm also helping with the volunteers. How did you become interested in volunteering, Lisa? Well, actually, um, uh, after our first, our third child was born, I retired from my job at DMNE Railroad and became a professional volunteer myself. So okay. I guess I kind of think I'm an expert. Yes. So you've had a lot of different volunteer experiences yes. over the years, I'm guessing. Yes, I have. Yeah. So how does that fit in now with your role at Brookings Health System? Well, I feel like I can be kind of sympathetic to um, our volunteers and just try to really welcome them into our organization and help them feel a part of our team. Yeah. As I was thinking about today, so we're going to be talking today, obviously, about volunteering and the important role that volunteers have in our health system, in our communities, and some of the benefits we receive as volunteers as well. But as I was preparing for today, I was thinking about volunteers and how they really do make the world go round. I mean, just last night we were at the Brookings Band concert and they highlighted the many parents involved in making those marching band competitions happen and all of those great experiences for those students. Um, And of course, yesterday was the election. Lots of volunteers out making our elections happen. Uh, Brookings Marathon recently happened with the support of hundreds of volunteers. Our family participated in Halloween activities coordinated by volunteers. Every Sunday at church, a handful of volunteers making things happen. And then there's all the parents involved with volunteering to coach and lead different kids' activities. So, I mean, when we take a step back... uh, Volunteers are touching our lives all the time, aren't yes, they? And yes, they And all are. the activities we're participating in yes. and enjoying about our communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Lisa, um, what made you specifically interested in volunteering in the healthcare system? Well, you know, um, it just fit great into my new role as a, a um, empty nester mom. Okay. And so I had lots of time, and I thought, well, why not make this my job? So yes. I enjoy meeting all kinds of people. We have uh, students who volunteer. We have retired people who volunteer. And I really enjoy getting to know them. Yes. You um, end up kind of meeting with each of the volunteers yes. as they get started. To yes, I do all the onboarding. So because we are a healthcare facility, mm-hmm. we do have certain requirements that we have to um, take care of before they can start volunteering. So I work with them during that process. And, um, yeah, I just get to... I get to meet and um, work with some of the volunteers in the gift shop, and so I get to know them on a personal level, and it's just really fun. 
Excellent. Well, it's time for us to go to our first break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We will be talking about volunteering this morning, but we're also ready to answer any other medical question you might want to talk about as well. So give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With any medical questions you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that someone in the United States has a heart attack every 40 seconds? A heart attack happens when a part of the heart muscle doesn't get enough blood. You might hear a heart attack called an MI, or myocardial infarction. The more time that passes without treatment to restore blood flow, the greater the damage to the heart muscle. If you have pain in your chest, call for help. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group, Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc Physician Jill Cruz and Brookings Health Systems Volunteer Coordinator Lisa Rasmussen are here to answer our questions. If you'd like to call in with a question, give us a call at 605 692-1430. 605-692-1430. Lisa, when we think about volunteer opportunities at the health system, uh, some come to our mind. Maybe I feel like I've seen greeters or um, people helping to get people in and out of the door. Could you cover some of the variety of volunteer opportunities Absolutely. at a healthcare system? Absolutely. So we have um, several areas, one being our gift shop. Okay. And um, we have volunteers that run the gift shop during the day-to-day business um, hours. We also have inpatient care volunteers. Typically, those are our SDSU students who want a little more interaction. Maybe they're going into the medical field and they want to be on the floor seeing what's going on with um, in the the patient's rooms. We also have uh, doula volunteers, and so they help with um, mothers that are giving birth and po- pre and postpartum. So they are they do have additional training, and mm-hmm. that's a bigger commitment. And then we have hospice volunteers, mm-hmm. and they also have more training. But oh wow, what a service they provide to hospice patients. Mm-hmm. So if someone's interested in volunteering with a healthcare system. Where would you recommend they start, or how would you start? Uh, I would start on our website, brookingshealth.org. There, at the top of the, our web page, there is a volunteer tab. They can click on there. It'll describe the different options that we have, and it also has the application. And then you can return the application. It comes to me, and then I reach out to them to, to schedule all of the requirements that we have. Okay. Dr. Cruz, what, um, what's your interaction like with volunteers as um, you go about your day at the hospital. Well, definitely, yeah, you, you see those uh, patients. A lot of times uh, on the floor, some patients just need a little bit more one-on-one attention. You know, it can get very lonely and boring in a hospital, especially if family's far away and they can't. So having, you know, what we call a sitter, someone to mm-hmm. sit to give that one-to-one attention, and mm-hmm. that's a great place for the volunteers. It doesn't require any medical skills. It requires you to be someone with a big heart who just, wants to spend time with people. So Mm -hmm. that's been where I've seen them a lot on the inpatient floor and definitely uh, wayfinding for people, you know, greeting because 
it's kind of hard to find where stuff is in the hospital, especially after we did our big renovation. You know, everything was in a new area. Everyone was confused where to find, you know, where's surgery? Where do I go for the x-ray waiting room? Where do I go? You know, how do I find the ER? Where's the cafeteria? You know, so th those people can definitely help you find your way. Our hospital isn't quite as bad as like at McKinnon or, or yes. Sioux Valley or Sanford now. Yes. Um, those bigger hospitals, you know, definitely those volunteers can help you find where you're supposed to be. Right, right. That is helpful. I recently had an appointment in Sioux Falls at Avera and yeah, I was totally lost. I needed, oh, I needed yes. help. <laughs> like, oh. where am I well, going? The, um, the little tip that the uh, EMTs uh, would always tell me is, in McKinnon, if you can find Jesus, you can find your way home because oh. they have that Jesus <laughs> statue in the center of the courtyard. So if you find that, you can get oriented and find your way home from there. So if, you, if you're at McKinnon, look for Jesus. He will guide you home. Ah, I love it. That's great. That's great. Lisa mentioned students being involved as volunteers as well. Dr. Cruz, as a student yourself, did you um, gain some experiences as a volunteer? I did lots of shadowing okay. in the medical field as a student. And then the uh, doctors, the attendings that took me on were all volunteering their time. So I mm -hmm. kind of had it both ways. I was volunteering my time to shadow. They were volunteering their time to um, share, share yeah. their work and share their experience and uh, let me kind of peek behind the curtain and see if medicine was a career I really wanted to go into. And there's really no way to know except for experiencing it. I mean, you can read about it, you can watch TV shows, which are incredibly inaccurate. Uh, so the only way to really know what it is like to be a doctor is to follow a doctor. To yeah. know what it's really like to be a nurse is to follow a nurse. So, you know, the best way for those students to get that uh, um, experience is by shadowing and that's something I did as a student that's something that medical schools uh, really take seriously when they look at applicants um, resumes to see do they have experience have they had actual real world world exposure to the medical community mm -hmm. via shadowing and that was something that was very important then and is very important now and something that I've had the great pleasure of, of uh, paying back to mm -hmm. my mentors and and uh, all the docs that allowed me to shadow when I was a student. Right. Yeah, whether it's medical or not, I feel like volunteering is a great time to explore different careers, to mm -hmm. see what different organizations really look like, what the day-to-day stuff is and and even what um what you might need to study right like mm -hmm. you can learn um i i was a communications major so i did some different volunteering and internships that opened your eyes to all different aspects of an organization uh, like for example how important the financials are and budgeting are and maybe that's not my passion and maybe that's not why i'd go into that but I need to learn about those things so that I can put them into practice. So yeah, shadowing as students, whether it's medicine or other areas, we learn a lot about what's gonna be expected of us, what it feels like uh, to do those different things. When we think of volunteering, we often think about how we are helping others, but of course there are a lot of benefits to us as volunteers as well. Dr. Cruz, could you talk about what some of the health benefits are uh, when you think about volunteering? Oh, definitely. So uh, people who volunteer, definitely it's that social connection. It helps bring community. And we find that community is very important for lowering rates of depression, uh, making people feel happier. And again, that kind of turns into uh, lowering blood pressure, helping with stress. 
And uh, also forming that community can help with people who are dealing with chronic conditions so they don't quite feel so alone. I mean, if you're volunteering with a support group, I mean, for a condition that you have, that can be very, very important to make you feel not so alone. So Mm -hmm. it definitely helps, again, with that community, social, because we found, especially with the pandemic, that isolation kills. Mm -hmm. People are not designed to be alone and isolated and by themselves. So that community that you can get in uh, volunteering and just going through a shared experience with a group of people can be very helpful for uh, mental health as well as physical health. Right. Lisa, is there anything you'd like to add about some of the benefits people might receive from volunteering? Well, I will say that we do have quite a few retired people Mm -hmm. who volunteer, and they love that purpose and that schedule. It gives them knowing that that's where they're going to go that day. And um, I just think that they love interacting with people, just Mm -hmm. like Dr. Cruz said. So. Yeah, as you mentioned the pandemic, Dr. Cruz, and I know a lot of people exited the workforce during the pandemic for a variety of reasons. And so a lot of people are kind of navigating what what is life looking like now? What is my retirement looking like? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it seems like the healthcare system or other volunteer opportunities would be a great way to add some structure to your schedule and connect with people. And, and you mentioned that purpose yeah. uh, is really great. One of the things I love about volunteering is it's often multi-generational. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that. Um, as, as I've talked about on the radio before, I, I volunteer with Salvation Army and the Share the Warmth Project. And on our committee for Share the Warmth, we have college students all the way to retirees um, volunteering. And it's really fun just to connect with all these different people, uh, get to know them, uh, and each of us have something to offer one another, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I love connecting with people through volunteering as well in that kind of multi-generational way. A lot of employers will also encourage volunteering either individually or as a group or as a team. What benefits do employers receive by encouraging their employees to volunteer? You want to talk about that, Lisa? Well, I think obviously that they, when they um, encourage their employees to be a part of their community, it, it helps the community and it helps them. As we talked about, there's so many be- benefits in giving back, and then also the community benefits from that. So, I mean, a happy employee is everything to an employer. So. Right, right. Yeah, I feel like a lot of teamwork happens with yeah. um, volunteering. If you can volunteer as a group, that's always wonderful. Uh, But also that individual getting out into the community is really beneficial. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK. And on our podcast, call us now at 605-692-1430 with any questions you would like us to address. 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. If you have diabetes, these lifestyle changes can help lower your risk for heart disease. Follow a healthy diet. Eat more fresh fruits and vegetables, lean protein, and whole grain. Aim for a healthy weight. If you're overweight, even losing a modest amount of weight can lower your triglycerides and blood sugar. Get physical activity. Try to get at least 150 minutes per week of moderate-intensity physical activity, such as brisk walking. Manage your ABCs. A, your A1C test. B, 
keep your blood pressure below 140 over 90, and C, control your cholesterol levels. S stands for stop smoking or don't start. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Call your provider with questions or to set up an appointment, 697 9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz and Brookings Health Systems volunteer coordinator Lisa Rasmussen are here answering our questions. If you have a question, give us a call at 605 692 1430. 605 692 1430. Lisa, could you tell us a little bit about what it's been like volunteering kind of through the pandemic and and where we're at now? I know all of us were trying to avoid um, being in healthcare places if we didn't need to be for a while. Uh, We didn't want to be getting sick. We didn't want to be spreading illness. Uh, But we're getting back to some of these practices. and, And as you've been talking about, these volunteers are a critical part of what you what happens at Brookings Health System and caring for our community. So what's it like now? Um, are things open to volunteers again? And what is that experience like? So yes, you know, there was a time, a period of time where we had to not allow any shadowing, any um, volunteers. And it was kind of a sad day at the hospital because it was kind of lonely around right. there without um, all of that activity. But yes, now we are... Um, back open to accepting volunteers in most areas there are still some areas where we're pretty protective and um, some of the volunteers no longer required to wear masks if they're not seeing in the patient area if they're in the patient area they still are required to do that but I would say that the healthcare facility in in itself is really the most protected most um, clean place to be while it sounds like it would be full of germs you know the the people who are sick are isolated Mm -hmm. and so in the healthcare facility we feel very safe and the volunteers are happy to come back we are not having the same numbers that we had before COVID and I'm not sure what that is except for maybe people found other things to do with their time Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything's kind of changed, hasn't it? Yes, it's new normal, yes. So kind of slowly coming back. And so Mm -hmm. are you short on volunteers right now? Yes, yes, we are short on volunteers, especially in the gift shop. Um, We are seeing a big number of students coming back to shadow, Mm -hmm. which is nice because that is a great experience. We need people to come into the medical field, and what a better way to do that than shadow. Mm -hmm. And so that is – and I have to give a shout-out to the staff at Brookings Health System. Mm -hmm. They are so incredibly gracious to take on those – students when you know their jobs are already stressful and busy but mm-hmm. they take on those students because they care about the future of our health care system right well and it also I, I can say as someone who has taken students it uh, kind of reinvigorates your passion for the job because you see someone so excited and they're like oh I I can't wait to be like you and you're like really <laughs> <laughs> um, but it does you're like you're right this is this is a wonderful job and I am so lucky to have it and just seeing it through their eyes and wonder where you know I've been doing this for over 15 years and it kind of becomes a routine and a day-to-day but to see someone who's looking at it with fresh eyes and who sees the wonder and amazement of what healthcare is and how 
um, sacred of a bond it is between physician and and patient or nurse and patient where you're really guiding people through you know the best and worst days of their life right yeah it kind of reminds you of your purpose exactly. your why it makes you think about what you're what you're doing in that way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I find the students very invigorating because, and they'll ask a lot of questions that you sometimes hadn't considered. You're like, oh, and why do you do this this way? I'm like, um, well, that's a very good question. <laughs> why do I do this this way? Or, you know, why did you say that in, in that manner? And so they really keep you on your toes and make you think about uh, what you're doing, and is there a better way of, of doing things? Because sometimes they've got great ideas. Right. That c- just a little tweak of, you know, something they saw somewhere else or something from a personal experience uh, with them and a family member in healthcare, And it's like, oh, that is great. Why don't we implement that? So I love the volunteers and the students. They really have the future in mind. Yeah. Dr. Cruz, I know you give a lot to your healthcare profession. Uh, but I know you like to also kind of escape from some of that and mm-hmm. use all your talents in different ways. And you do that through your volunteering as well. Do you want to talk about yes. some of your passions and how you get to volu- use those by volunteering? Yes. Well, actually, uh, I just came here to the studio after uh, painting part of the set for uh, Brookings Community Theater, uh, Murder on the Orient Express. It opens on Thursday. And I uh, did the the entire set design. And it was really neat to do this completely creative other side of my brain um, coming up with trying to make the opulent Orient Express train on a shoestring community theater budget. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I think we succeeded. It looks really, I'm I'm impressed with the set. Uh, yeah. Like So this is my first time designing completely by myself uh, start to finish. So yeah, it is something, it is nice to have something that's completely different. And I run into people that I wouldn't otherwise talk to. It's nice to talk to people that, you know, aren't in the medical field. Yeah. When that's 90% of the people I talk to are healthcare providers. I'm married to one. So, you know, to kind of get away from that and not think about medicine or talk about medicine is, is fun. It's, it's a nice change and definitely, uh, can be a way to kind of reset after a long busy day where you know when I'm making decisions on the set it is definitely not life or death yes um and definitely can be very creative and and a lot of fun to do right so are you not acting in this play I am not acting in this one no uh my my hospital schedule has made uh, the rehearsals Mm. uh, a little bit uh, difficult to manage so we're we're still working on uh, my work schedule to see if we can find more ways to get in but sure um, yeah this was this was a new way of volunteering for me with Brookings Community Theater so I I did a lot of props and set in college so it was kind of getting back to to where I started with theater so Yeah. yeah this has been a lot of fun and you know that's been good uh helping my kids with things with school and you know uh tyler's got his wax museum coming up oh, yes. for for uh, sixth grade who's he going to be for the wax museum he wants to be joseph stalin he is very intrigued by the bad guys <laughs> recently so um gotta study them too uh, apparently yeah, we learn things that way that's, he was scared to tell us he's like I, i'm afraid you're gonna be mad and and I was like, what? And he's like, I just want to know why the bad guys are bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you got to understand the enemies. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep. Yes. so, yeah, so I have to work on a, a little costume for him for that uh, when we're done with the, getting the set done. So, 
and of course, it has to be up to my theater. <laughs> yes, yes. I was going to say, I'm sure Level. this will be fantastic. Yes. That's, that's the plan. So. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. yeah, being a parent opens up a lot of volunteer opportunities. It does. <laughs> you become very aware of a lot of volunteer opportunities <laughs> as a parent. That's for sure. Well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Influenza has made its appearance. If you have not received a flu shot, get one now. Symptoms of influenza are fever, fatigue, cough, runny nose, body aches, and decreased appetite. Generally, influenza makes you feel much worse than the common cold. If you have questions about influenza, call your provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth. I'm Prairie Doc physician Jill Cruz and Brookings Health Systems volunteer coordinator Lisa Rasmussen are here today talking about the important work of volunteers. Not only the important work it does for our community, our families, our friends, but also um, the health benefits that we also receive from being a volunteer. It's an appropriate time to reflect, I think, on our founder, Dr. Rick Holm, volunteer extraordinaire. Uh, You know, when we think about him, he continues to inspire all of us and all of the hours that he volunteered on the Prairie Doc programs on the radio, on television, uh, writing the essays, and all the planning that went into that and all the recruitment he did of volunteers. He was an ultimate volunteer recruiter. I want, you know, I'm trying to think, how many hundreds of volunteers oh. did Dr. Rick Holm recruit uh, over his lifetime? So, uh, And he was impossible to say no to. Right. Because <laughs> you just loved him so much. How could you say no to Rick? Right, right. So, yes, he was so generous of his time and talent. Uh, But yeah, Dr. Cruz, you want to talk about how volunteers make these Prairie Doc programs work? Um, It it is pretty much a majority of the the cast and crew are volunteers. So the Prairie Docs, all four of us, we do not get anything. This is all volunteer work. And I think it is a testament to Rick to say that it took four people to replace him. Right. And it really does take four people to uh, replace him with that. All of our guests on the show our volunteers, they're volunteering their time. They're, tr- they're not getting reimbursed for their travel. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not being reimbursed for their time. And, you know, sometimes we'll have them write guest columns for us for the, the essays and for the uh, newspaper articles. Uh, that has all been volunteered. To, so to get a busy subspecialist physician to come up to Brookings, South Dakota on a Thursday after they've been in clinic all day, I think is just a testament to uh, how important it is that this information, this healthcare information gets out, that they see it as valuable for them to volunteer their time to be part of the show. Uh, The people answering the phones and looking at the Facebook questions, volunteers. I mean, Mm -hmm. so that's all, those are all college students at SDSU. And they really, we, we couldn't do the show without them. Mm-hmm. Or, well, we, we would do a lot of talking on our own, but we won't get the viewers' questions answered. And I think that is such an important part of this show is that the viewers um, are the ones who get to drive what uh, the topics, mm-hmm. where we go with them. Because, you know, the guests will say, well, what do we talk about? And I said, it, 
it's what our audience wants and what our audience needs. So I, I can't tell you, I can give you a good idea, but it's going to be very similar to the questions that you're being asked all day, every day in clinics. So mm -hmm. uh, we just love when we get that participation with the audience to let us know what's important to them. Again, we live in this all day, every day. So what seems very routine and, and not confusing to us can be very confusing to patients because they're not dealing with this day in and day out. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, all of that volunteers to make the show go mm -hmm. and work, you know, our camera operators, it's, it's really, I'm couldn't do this show without, without them. Yeah. Well, hopefully today we've covered a lot regarding volunteers and um, for those of us who've maybe taken a step back for a variety of reasons, maybe we're inspired to jump back in and do a little more volunteering. I want to mention one great resource is 211. If you're looking for a great fit for you, uh, something you're passionate about, you can call 211 and they can tell you about all different types of volunteer opportunities, whether that's something you want to be busy with your hands, something you need to just you aren't mobile, you need to sit while you're volunteering, you know, all different types of opportunities. So you can call 211 to learn about volunteer opportunities in our community. And of course, Lisa would love to have you reach out to her at Brookings Health System. And maybe you can find a great fit for you at Brookings Health System as well. Lisa, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up today? You know, I just want to say that um, each of us has a limited amount of time on this earth. So when we gift our time, to an organization or to other people in volunteering that really is the most that's the ultimate gift so i always try to thank our volunteers for their time and their energy and mean it um wholeheartedly yeah so great. thanks for being with us today thank you well before we go please be sure to tune in to south dakota public broadcasting television and the prairie doc facebook page for on call with the prairie doc most thursdays starting at 7 p.m central we hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library. Visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Jill Cruz and Lisa Rasmussen for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people.